I had the opportunity to sit down with James Bartle, the founder of Outland Denim. Uh, James was such a legend and uh, actually used to race motocross in his earlier days as well. And uh, how he built this brand on such a massive purpose and why was so inspiring and seeing his journey to sustainability, you know, the reasons why he started Outland Denim, you know, and to stop sex trafficking and, uh, you know, creating jobs for people in Cambodia with his factory. It's just insane. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it now. It was, you know... Just, just hearing his story and why he does what he does, uh, you know, and what we do here at LSKD, it, you know, it really, uh, it really gives you that purpose and what you're doing. And man, what he's doing is phenomenal. And I just congratulate him. He's so inspiring to be around and just to sit down with him for an hour and have a chat. So hope you guys got a lot of value out of this podcast. I certainly did. It was such a cool chat. Um, you know, feel free to hit me up if you have any questions, share the podcast to friends. We're trying to grow the community and get ourselves out there and share as much value as possible through this channel and, uh, and at the same time, have some fun with it along the way. Thanks for coming. Where were you? Cause you were just in Cambodia again. For uh, no, in the U S yeah, I just got back. Oh, you did? Yeah. Cambodia before that. Cambodia time. before that. And yeah, that's, that's right. Last time we spoke, that's yeah. where I was. Yeah. How long did you have to spend there? I was only there for a month yeah. and then only a month. Yeah, well, it's a long time, eh? I've got yeah. a wife and two kids, so yeah, 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 it's too long. It's tough, but it's a lot of back and forward. Yeah, and then obviously with other markets, it's um, spent, I'm finding myself spending more time in the US and yeah, yeah, and now a little bit in the UK as well. Yeah, that's great. How long yeah. do you spend out of the country? Uh, about well, last year seven months of the year I was out of the country, and this year probably about six. Yeah, wow, mm. wow, that's awesome. Does it's, the family get to travel with you much? Last year they spent three months with me um, in Cambodia. Yeah, um, yep. but this year it's more. I'm away for two weeks. I'm home for two weeks, and then I'm off again. So it's it's too hard because my eldest is in school now. So yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's it it's a taxing lifestyle. You know, traveling. It's it it sounds romantic, but yeah. when you're when you sit in airports most of your life, it's it's not so fun. Doing emails and running the business from the airport. From the airport, yeah. yeah. From your phone half the time. You know, it's, yeah, it's, it is a challenge. Well, you're doing a great job at it. Well, we're getting there. We've got a long way to go, <laughs> as we yeah. all do. Yeah. As we all, Hey, uh, so I mean, yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. It's, uh, I mean, we've been planning this for a few months now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I know you have a busy schedule at the same time. So, I mean, tell me how did this start? Because I know you used to race motocross as well. So yeah. you come from a, a background of sports and being an athlete and trying to make it at that level. Yeah. Kind of what you said before. How did it start? Give me the story. Well, I was actually... Phenomenal. Yeah. Well, uh, the first thing is I, I watched um, the Liam Neeson film Taken. And yeah. this was in 2008. And I remember leaving the movies that night just being really impacted by it because at the end of the movie it had um, some title come up on the screen just saying that these things really happen around the world where um, women are trafficked, human beings are trafficked, stolen, sold. And, and you know, although a fictional film, um, Liam Neeson's daughter was was taken and sold for sex. And yeah, uh, yeah I just remember leaving and thinking, man, I'm going to start that some sort of vigilante and go and eradicate these kinds of human beings from the face of the planet. And yeah. My wife was very quick to remind me that I didn't have the combat skills that would be necessary, and you know <laughs> I felt like it yeah. after I watched that movie. Don't oh, worry, it's crazy. It's and uh, yeah, so I guess that that's what really spiked my interest. But then I was doing a freestyle motocross show at an event, and there was an organisation there that were promoting what they did, and they were a rescue um, agency that focused on identifying underage girls that have been um, sold into the sex industry yeah. um, in Asia. And so I hopped on a plane and flew over there with them, and 
yeah, I was, it was on that trip that I just saw a little girl for sale, maybe 12 or 13. And, yeah, that's tough. you know, it's, it's when you see that, um, you know, with your own eyes and you yeah. see the fear in her eyes, it's, um, yeah, it, it was a life changing moment for me. And yeah. I, um, I was 100% committed to from that moment doing something. Yeah. hundred percent. And I mean, how, like, what did you do straight after that? Cause it's been like, yeah, you know, I have a little one now and just hearing that is yeah well, I, I mean guess, it's 150 billion dollars I didn't yeah. realize it was 150 billion dollar industry that's right slave. yeah yeah it's a huge industry it's fastest growing criminal activity in the world and you know believe it or not it happens here in Australia it's happening you know and uh, tr- people are being trafficked through all these major airports right the way around the world and, and you don't even know no you don't know they could be walking past you and so it's become an issue that's it's getting more global attention and therefore we're becoming more educated as to what to look for yeah but yeah like you I have two little girls and um you know, it becomes all the more real when you you know what you would do for your own children. There's yeah. no end to yeah, what you, you would die do. For them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think of a lot of these vulnerable women um, that we're trying to help is it's not that they don't have a father that cares or loves them. It's that they've been placed into a position of vulnerability beyond what we can probably even comprehend here in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And um, as a result, they find themselves in terrible situations that completely destroys lives and our job is to be able to come and eradicate that problem from the face of the planet. And so for us looking yeah. for, you know, uh, opportunities to do that, um, was the, was the first step and, um, we chose denim and you know, yeah. it's, uh, and how did you choose denim? Like, how did that come about? Like, well, and yeah, yeah. Well, I just didn't want to have a t-shirt brand, you know, I, yeah. I lived on the Gold Coast and, yeah. and it was like every second person I knew had a t-shirt brand and it's like, yeah, man, yeah. that's just the last thing I want to do. Hey, we're in that space too. Don't worry. It's <laughs> yeah. Look at you though. Category, look at you. Right? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, it was, it was, um, I guess for us, it was denim was, uh, it was something that is in everybody's wardrobe as yeah. well. You know, it's, um, it's a, what that the probably one piece of fashion that's really not changed in 150 years. And yeah. yeah. Um, and we didn't realize at the beginning that it was also the most competitive market um, yes. and yeah. hardest to crack. And, and so that naivety, I guess, was one of our strengths and being able to yeah. go, well, you know, we're going to create something different. And we spent six years developing um, our business model and our product and yeah, spending wow. and investing into that before we even launched our brand at the end of 2016. So it was a... People don't realize the work that goes in behind the scene. Yeah. Know? Yeah, I know yeah, so especially much. Especially when you're an entrepreneur, you're grinding every day. Yeah. It doesn't come out of your mind doesn't change and and i think you know um if you knew what was what it was really going to cost you wouldn't no, you wouldn't attempt it 100 percent. yeah i know that yeah. why was i getting into this yeah it's a passion but where yeah yeah <laughs> what <laughs> but uh, you're a great example of you know success can you know it does follow that and it's um you know it's that grind of being you know if it was handed over easily we none of us would be good at anything you know and it's exactly. that it's the challenges that we face which you know builds the resilience that we need to be able to weather the storms yeah. whether that's a gfc or whatever it is yeah um we can come back from it and um become stronger as a result of how hard it actually is to get here yeah exactly and you said you know six years of development was that in the denim itself within the processes or how to because i mean you know what you did from going to that first trip you're pulling girls off the street and giving them jobs which is phenomenal how did how did you start that process well we aligned with an ngo group a non-government organization in cambodia yep. that that specialized in in the identification and rescue of these women yeah and worked alongside them and you know we were told that a lot of the women that would go into these kinds of programs that would find themselves in a worse position after because there's no employment and so really we knew employment had to be the solution and 
you know, what did that look like? In the beginning, we had no idea. Yeah. It was literally, okay, well, we'll give a couple of these people a job and see. And so I was running um, my business back here in Australia and using that to fund this process and, and track, did it, did it change anything? And to begin with, you know, we, we started uh, doing everything the wrong way. We were paying them um, way too much. We weren't holding them um, to account for anything. We we treated them with absolute pity. And actually yeah. what we were doing was making things worse for them. And so over those coming years, we really started to learn on if you if we're genuine about wanting to help the people versus have a great marketing angle, then we've got to change what we do. And so we quickly became a brand that was built on, you know, there's um, three three major, major pillars that, that really define us. Um, and that's that we're where, you know, giving them education, training and living wages. Yep. Um, and really, I guess the fourth thing is that we're giving opportunity to women that um, wouldn't necessarily get an opportunity to have a job. Maybe yeah. They may have a disability, they might only have one leg or um, might be crippled in, in some way. And so therefore, they're at the top of the list of vulnerable people to yep. be sold. Um, a range of them have come from being trafficked into other countries and brought back into Cambodia. So they they work with us um, and we've set up where they can be close to their families. And so I guess that process of learning, you know, what does it really take to create the social impact that we, we started this for um, took, took years, but it was only about three years in when we really started to notice the difference. And, you know, one of the testimonies of one of the women that worked there was that she had been able to build a home for her family and they, they lived under a plastic sheet previously and wow. and she'd go to work every day under a pla- from living under a plastic sheet from then- being under a plastic sheet to to going to work and then working hard to save and to build a future she built a home for her family That's so you know cool. they'll live in it and you know we're blown away at this you know because yeah. you don't even know all this backstory you know because they're very um well they won't talk about they it, don't know and and then she said Such she was also people. yeah yeah and then she was also able to buy a sister back from a, a man that owned her and you know like wow. you know that's just real life for those people and um it's our responsibility we don't realize I how lucky we are no we don't no. we don't and but we're lucky enough that we if we create business models that can automatically have an impact on people versus i need to create some sort of give back program yep. or um you know become a charity i mean there's a place for all of that but that's not what we wanted to do we wanted to create something that genuinely change people's lives just by existing and that's what we've always focused on with our brand is if people love our product and we go if you don't love our product we don't want you to buy it yeah we only want you to buy it if you love it and if you love it talk about it and if you want to talk about it um that's fantastic because the next person is introduced and it's been this real grassroots kind of momentum that we've we've gained yeah and um the cherry on top is that somebody's life has been changed in the process of um, bringing that to the market yeah that's so cool yeah <laughs> man very touching i mean and and like i mean to sell the first pair of denim i mean you started the girls work like you've given them jobs people probably don't realize when you say you've given them jobs you built a factory over there right like yeah you have your own factory you've got your own staff that's where you went for four weeks to hire a new manager yeah yeah exactly you know, how does yeah. that go i mean you know we have suppliers we work with in china and we have great relationships we go visit them but um, you know we don't own the factory right yeah. like this is your factory you've built. So it's it's insane. I mean, I'm hoping we collab one day, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we can absolutely we can make your denim, yeah. Fellas KD, and do a collab off the record. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I mean, how, yeah. How did, uh, yeah, we'll play that. Um, how did, like, how did you, you know, how did you go about make starting the factory and maybe obviously you got some help, but to do those process, you had to live over there a lot and travel back and forth. Was it hard with 
having employees over there and staff and managers to then run, trying to grow the brand and market it and build it and show like, you know, build what you're building and then have that back there running to make sure you can keep them in jobs. And you know, how, you know, how did you do that? That was, a, um, I guess, again, the naivety really was what played to our advantage is that we didn't realize. And so every step it's like, okay, well, you couldn't see 10 steps down the road. It was like the next thing we need to do was this. And so you'd always just do whatever you had to do to, to be able to get it across the line. And so managing staff in another country um, was challenging. The cultural differences was probably the biggest thing. And still to this day is one of the greatest challenges we face is, yeah. you know, the way we communicate as an Australian versus the way they communicate as a Cambodian person um, is very, very different. And I don't just mean language. I just mean the, the, the cultural differences of when I say this and the way they understand. Yeah. Um, so um, navigating that and being able to um, make our way through um, that sort of, that barrier has, has I guess, been the difference in success and failure. Um, being willing to go, well, our culture isn't always better. Yeah. Um, we, we kind of, as a Westerner, have this inbuilt thing that we think that we can solve their problems. Yes. Well, well, really what we need to do is just stop creating problems for them, you know. And so if we weren't in these countries taking their resource, um, and in, in most countries like Cambodia, it's that the human resource that they have, cheap labor. And so we go in and exploit this as the West so that we can have what we want to build our yeah. kingdoms back here. And so I guess our philosophy is that we want to be somebody that invests into it. So when we're in their community, we want to leave it in a better state after we were there than when we were then yeah. before we were so i guess that that mentality has been a big part of being able to be successful in working and owning our own factory um also working with professionals that um local professionals that understand the culture and, and that will advise us on um you know we've got a cultural advisor that works for us she's on, on staff paid yeah. to to do exactly that um so that we to don't help educate the staff yeah. on why this is here and yeah. you know creating jobs in the community and yeah that's right but and and equally um educate our Khmer staff on on how we operate as an Australian company and what that means and so yes. that they it's not it's not a one-way street it's a two-way street and yep. we need to work together really well and and, it, and we do um we've got the most incredible culture um where these these women I mean I've heard stories of these women going and buying fabric and setting up seams um helping somebody set themselves up as a seamstress on the street, you know, like this yeah, pay it forward awesome. mentality. And I, and I think for me, that's, that's the ultimate win when you are able to give the opportunities for them to be successful on their own. And then for them to take what they've, they've learned, been given and earned and, and pass that on to somebody else that has these to challenges that they once had, you know? Um, yeah. So that's how I believe, you know, communities and, um, you know, potentially countries one day can be changed is through this kind of business model where, there's not we're not pitying them and it's not a handout you've yeah. got to work really hard for this but we're going to give you everything you need to be successful and the reality is some will and some won't yeah just like here in australia some are prepared yeah. to work and some are not those who are prepared to work can change their lives and yeah. we just see it every single day you know working with um you know the staff we have and we've brought in a, a you know new cultures we've got a turkish r&d guy that's working on our washing now and sustainability and yeah. you know so you're bringing turkish cultures in with a um you know american together yeah americans awesome. australians turkish um cambodians you know um you know dutch um that's we've got cool. all these cultures coming together in the in the two facilities that we've got there that that um 
it's it's amazing like it's, yeah. it's really cool to see the best um you get to see the worst too but seeing the best of of those cultures come out and really develop and us. learning to work together yeah to create something bigger yeah that's really cool how often do you go back there like um, often yeah I'm, I'm i mean i'm back and forth all the time um yeah. i haven't been back for about eight weeks now i think yeah um and i'll be back in november and hopefully that rounds out my my travel for the year yeah um, spend some time with the family yeah yeah i'm really looking forward to a december at home yeah that's yeah. cool and um i mean to put it into context how many girls have you been able to pull off the street and give them jobs and careers so we have um we have around 100 staff over there now yeah that's um, amazing yeah and um we've just started employing some guys as well so there's a couple of guys that have been you know held in a held on a boat off the coast of thailand and yeah, wow. you know so it's 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 really cool that's a realization of a bit of a dream for me is to just to start to see that evolve as well um and there's a long way to go we're certainly still learning a lot and You're playing your part massively you know, i think it's so inspiring yeah but it's it's trying to set um you know really all we're doing at the moment is proving that it works yeah. we're proving this model and our goal is that um you know we'll be able to in the future manufacture you know maybe for brands like yourselves yeah. and you know, we want to be able to go um, and expand and employ as many people as we can because our bottom line really is bums on seats. You know, yeah. how many people can you give this opportunity to? And, and if you can expand that to the size of, you know, your traditionally uh, your traditional denim factory might be, you know, one to 5,000 people working in that. If this model could work and employ that kind of um, volume of people, the impact would be would be huge you know yeah. because it could be 10 people for every one that are directly impacted by that job um then and then that packs flows exactly um so it comes becomes really big really quickly yeah um on an impact level but then the, the environmental side of of what we're doing is um equally as important you know and part way through this journey we discovered that you can't say you care about people if you don't in the environment and yeah we started to learn about the challenges that fashion face being, you know, depending on which report you listen to being between the, the second and fifth worst polluters on the planet, you know, yeah. and, you know, we've all seen the, the images of the different color rivers from the as indigo dye or <laughs> whatever the dogs. next seasonal color is. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, um, indigo dogs of India, yeah. you know, like crazy, crazy um, images that we see from around the world and the Rana Plaza tragedy and um, that happened on the social side. And, so so many issues that that fashion is faced with and i think that creates an incredible opportunity for us to be able to change the way that things are done um yeah. you know to be able to come up with a, a new model and that's that's really our our goal and so on an environmental level that, that meant we had to have a huge investment into sustainability which meant you know laser and ozone washing and yeah. those things that that use um no water or less water and the chemicals that we use in the dyeing of the indigo needs to be um, organic or vegetable and the same with the chemicals used in the in the washing processes they've got to be organic and so you know i think when you think about it your your skin is the largest organ on your body yeah and we place these toxic chemicals on them every day through the clothing we wear and so if you can produce it better you might want to cut this bit out <laughs> if you can produce it better no, why wouldn't you you know so that's where we've got to evolve oh, and as i was saying before we're on our steps to yeah you know, with project earth that we're running and we're learning and trying to improve ourselves we're not so perfect good. but we really want to understand that and yeah. learn and where the whole team's behind it we've got all these set in these goals you know over the next 12 months and you know we're about to release something with our little project earth that we're really focused on for that side because you yeah. know you want to learn it you know yeah i totally agree i think it's something you know that's why you know i went to you know we team of us went to china this year to visit our suppliers so and we walked through the factories to learn more and understand how there can be improvements for yeah. us because you, you know no one knows this stuff and, and no 
like you're saying, like I never got in this industry and to understand, I got in because yeah. it was a passion yeah. and then you start becoming, you know, you start to grow and then you start to really understand it and you're like, it's a huge, you know, yeah. huge impact you can make to learn. It's And and, and a lot of brands are making those steps to sustainability. Yeah. I think it's just understanding why and how it helps. I mean, you guys are so far forward with that and what you have achieved. But I, mean, I guess, um, yeah, I'm, I, look, to, to highlight, we're not perfect either. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, nobody is at the moment. But I think the goal should be like um, having our eyes set on how do we become perfect or how do we, you know, reduce the impact. Day. Yeah, yeah, and it is step by step. And I think, you know, the more of us that work together to, to um, come up with those outcomes is yeah. it, it will happen, you know. it's I'm, I'm encouraged in the denim industry, you know, the, the major brands that are willing to work together, you know, we're on a um have a couple of seats where we're working with big companies like g-star and yeah, wow. um you know um with global fashion agenda and those sorts of organizations where companies are prepared to come together and talk about solutions which you is know? great yeah. you need to you need yeah. to everyone has their own consumer and what they stand for in their market yeah. it's like why not work together yeah. to help each other improve this because yeah. it, it puts an appreciation for brands i think it's Working Completely. together is more important. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And collaboration isn't as scary today. It used to be really scary, no, you know, yeah. sharing our secrets. There's not that many secrets, let's face it. No. It's really just, are we committed to the change or not? And then... And putting the hard work in. Yeah, yeah. To make it happen. Exactly right. You know, I'd always say that I think, you know, the, the solutions for the environmental challenges that we do face, that the solutions are, I don't believe are going to be that difficult. I believe that it's just going to take somebody or a number of brands... Um, or manufacturers to invest into the solutions yeah in the same way we've invested into all other technology richard branson can create a rocket to fly to the moon i mean you yeah. know if that can be done we can solve this yeah, yeah. the this money issue. can be spent on that it yeah. can be spent on making change yeah, absolutely yeah and now people are aware of the, the problems great content. It's, it's going to happen yeah. yeah that's really cool and i suppose um what's a day in the life look for you i mean oh. you live off your phone like you, you're traveling with your phone how does yeah. it work for you as a day in the life as you know yeah. someone that's doing what you're doing around the world because you're in i mean going back you were saying like you're in uh you're traveling to the u.s you're in u.s stores how many stores are you in around the world now because you guys have done an amazing job in the pr you guys are receiving around the world too yeah i mean it's it's been insane i mean so we had, um, we'd launched in Canada and we launched with their major, two major departments. So Harry Rosen's Hot Renfrew, sort of premium uh, department stores there, which was mind blowing for us to just see those kinds of retailers get behind us and, yeah. and want to stock our products. And then, um, you know, we had a few little independents and we really wanted to focus on department stores though, which is very different to the majority of brands in the way that they would go to the market. Yeah. Um, and then we signed with David Jones here in Australia and, We'd only just signed with David Jones and um, Meghan Markle jumped off an aeroplane wearing our jeans. That's a question I was going to ask was you it? about. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I followed that whole journey. It was yeah. so cool. It was insane. You I know, used to like... love suits as well. Yeah, did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah. Um, but you Not know, anymore. Yeah. She's offered. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, it's still worth watching. Um, but, you know, that, that blew us up. And then yeah. we had department stores all the way across the world contacting us and um, inquiring about, you know, stocking them. And I mean, that's only 12 months ago. So we're in that transitional period of, you know, going into, you know, more stores. We're stocked in Meyer and, um, you know, we're now moving into the US as well. And we've gotten some pretty incredible conversations happening there that hopefully yeah. come across the line. And, yeah, that's you know, awesome. and, and as we see those things realized, I guess for us, it's a the independents offer something very different to what the department stores offer and the independent stores are they're they're able to tell the story which is really powerful and so we see really good sell-through with an independent, independent store yeah. 
they'll buy they treat in. it like your own. They're talking like exactly. they're your ambassadors. Yeah, and they and they really are. You know, as I understand that story, mm-hmm. and they realize that the that they're the ones having the direct impact on the people that we employ. Yes. Um, and their families. Um, that's that's powerful for them. You know, and that's their way of uh, being a part of this journey. And that's really what we want our customer. And so, how do you get? Are you thinking how do you get the department stores to think like that? To talk. Yeah, and we all know the challenges with department stores, um, you know, and some are better than others. Um, you know, got to say, like, likes of David Jones have, have done a fantastic job of supporting us as a brand and yeah, so, and, awesome. and being able to highlight our story where they're able to. Yeah. Um, and, and then the job is the brand, you know. It's our job to go, we have to see that this sells through for our independent and uh, department store retailers. And if we're committed to that and we, we do the day in and the day out, the grind on that, yeah. You know, it works. And it's only people just need to be educated that where they are, um, yep. they can find it there. Um, and and then how do we support that retailer to tell that story? And for us, it's been putting little bits and pieces in our gene and, you know, our, our swing tags, um, you know, highlight parts of the process of what's yeah. been used in producing the product. And then inside our gene is a thank you printed on, on the pocket, which is from one of the women that have produced the product. So... Um, you know, it's awesome. those little bits that, that help sell a product. And I think, um, as you know, like the consumer has changed yeah. um, rapidly over the last two years, but particularly maybe in the last six months here in Australia, it really feels like it's started to get some major traction, the sustainability shopper, yes. um, which is becoming mainstream and it's kind of becoming the cool thing. Yeah. Whereas once upon a time, it was it was something else that was that was what was being looked for. But millennials now are very connected to story and purpose and yes, um and if as a brand we can't tell them a story or engage them on something they care about it's going to be very hard to make sales and so for us i think that's why we've been very lucky is that our story is real we started for the impact we didn't start for the brand we yeah. just so happen to be passionate you tacked about on denim. the brand to help yeah. give that impact yeah that's really cool and uh going back to a day in the life because yeah. you're still on the road selling a lot as well and then you've got your team running the show yeah, I don't really sell... As in um, just visiting. Yeah, so I will visit. I would open a new region. Yes. Um, so for me, it'll be if we're going into the US, I'll go in and I'll do the, the press and the media around that and then also um, work with the retailers and um, our brand managers are then very heavily involved in how that uh, comes together. Yeah. And so he sort of then manages it all from there and, um, and then it goes into obviously our sales channels and how we're going to to manage that and our marketing people then get involved in that yeah. part of it so for process. me it's really i'm on a um dealing on a um you know the not getting into as much detail um with those guys but um we you know my life is is aeroplanes and um traveling to a new region and um, hotel rooms and sitting there bored you know uh, i can remember landing in cambodia tell your wife that yeah (laughs) uh yeah well that's not where i was going with that i I remember landing back in um cambodia we had a unit there and um on this last trip and because i knew i was away for four weeks which is two weeks is usually i try to make my maximum time away in one hit Yeah, yeah and um I remember there going and opening the cupboard and seeing, you know, my, my girl's teddy bear still in the cupboard from, you know, when we were there last and, you know, having maybe a little bit of a teary moment, just thinking, I just, yeah, I just find it really challenging this part of, of the business, you know, yeah. um, from the outside, it looks like fun, but, you know, I get anxious before every time I go away, you know, knowing I'm going to miss my family and 
I know it, it's sooky, but it's not it's, 100% I find it really, so really hard. And it's that purpose that's driving you to know yeah. you're creating something bigger and, and yeah. inspiring your family too. I mean, yeah. I've been following your journey for a while now and watching what you do. You know, yeah, you travel a lot. And it, you, like you said, from the outside, it looks like, wow. Yeah. But from the inside and now having a family myself, yeah. it's like, wow. Like, I, you know, be, even being away for... We were, I mean, we recently went to Tony Robbins on the weekend for cool. five days, my wife and I, and just being away from your little one for that long. Yeah. The first night's like, cool, we get a good night's sleep, right? Yeah. As everyone sort of <laughs> yeah. say that, but, you know, it's tough, you know, yeah. like you do miss that. So for being away that long and, you know, you miss those little moments, yeah, it's absolutely. tough, but you're creating such a big purpose. It flows hand in hand and your kids get to experience something that you're making a change in the world. Oh man, it's like, you know, we pulled... Um the, well my eldest who's at school out of school for three months last yeah. year when we were in Cambodia as a family and you know um, she did go backwards in her schooling but I can remember coming home one night and there's a little girl rummaging through a bin and she's like oh daddy what's what's she doing that for and I said oh, oh darling not every little girl has everything that you have they don't have food yeah. or may, might even have somewhere to live they don't, definitely don't have toys um, and we go up to the unit and she goes and gets her toys she asks if we can go back downstairs. We go back downstairs. Wow. She finds them and gives her toys away to this little girl. And now, I mean, for that's me, than that's, bro. oh man, you yeah. can't teach that, you no. know? She needs to be exposed to the, the yeah. reality of the that's world. That's bigger than schooling. Yeah. That's real life experience. Yeah. Yeah. And to have a heart like that already from learning what you guys are oh, doing. man, it's like, yeah. you know, I'm sitting there trying not to start weeping yeah, as she's hand, handing these toys over, just like... Wow, and yeah, and the thing is, for her to really get it, it, has to cost her too. Yeah, I can't just go and buy new toys tomorrow. It actually has to cost her. Yeah, and you know, she's such a beautiful little thing that she's that's so cool. Yeah, does she help? Do they help out at the factory when they get when they were there for the three months? Not really. I mean, no. we go. They walk through, and you know, all the ladies are, are so beautiful to them. And, yeah, yeah. Want to want to pinch their cheeks and give them a cuddle, yeah. but made it. Um, I mean, we. It's just part of our life. The yeah. The you know. She she talks about the denim and or you know they can't even pronounce it properly but it, you know it's just it's beautiful so cool. it's just every day this is who we are and what we do and it's our life I mean the very first ladies jean we produced is our Isabel jean and you know it's named after my eldest daughter and then the first short we produced is our Emmy jean named after my second and you know they're really they're cool. proud of um, that they're named after them and yeah, yeah. and and cool. like you said before because. I mean, it becomes a part of you because I know like our life revolves around yeah. a, this brand, LSKD, and yeah. we live and breathe it. My wife's, you know, we've been together for yeah, 11, 12 years wow. now. So yeah. it's since we're 18, um, you know, wow. so you, she's grown up and been a part of it and just becomes a part of life, right? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, it's just, and it's now a little one. It's like they get to experience that. Yeah. But I suppose one thing, did you, what did you do before this? Were you like, what was your previous, were you involved in fashion in any way? I mean, I personally, I was a carpenter and I had no experience in this industry and had to yeah. learn it from a huge passion. But how did you get into the, what did you do before that? Well, um, one of the girls at the office asked me to ask. She, yeah, she's cool. like, yeah, cool. she's like, what did he do beforehand? Because yeah. what he's done is amazing. So, well, um, again, it's, um, it's because I didn't know what I was doing that I think we've been able to have a little bit of success and yeah. um, because I didn't know the way it was meant to be done. Um, but be so that's it, pretty much now. It too. is. Hey, it's, yeah. um, but uh, I had a, a metal fabrication and powder coating business. Yeah. And so that's how we sort of got it off the ground Just used that. And um, yeah, before that, it was um, freestyle motocross shows. And um, before that, I wanted a career as a, as a racer, um, yeah. wasn't good enough to make any money from it. And I was the same, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had to uh, hang up my boots and I, I stopped writing about, um, 
oh gosh, maybe six years ago, one of our team riders passed away at a yeah. at an event, and um, my wife was Tyrone. pregnant. Tyrone, yeah. yeah, and my wife was pregnant with our eldest, and I just went, Damn. and I haven't ridden a bike since. Really? Yeah. Um, well, not 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 on a ramp or no, around no, a no. track. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it just became more apparent to me as to why I do what I do. Life is short, and Tyrone yeah. is such a such a powerful um, kid in my life. Like just watching. He's a cool kid. Oh man, really unique and um, passionate and crazy, and yeah. you know, just my I mean, wife and I wanted to adopt him. Like, yeah. Um, and yeah, just I met him a few times. He's yeah. such a cool kid. Yeah, 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 and you know, I mean, he'd always say he'd do the tattoo these stupid things on his legs and and they were just such the, the worst tattoos and you'd say why are you doing that he's like oh, i won't live that long anyway like he'd always <laughs> say stuff like that you know like he was just just so out there to, yeah yeah he was he was all or nothing kind of kid and and there's something about that that i really respected it's um that he just threw himself into his sport in such a way that he just um, went all in he went on all in and, yeah. he, and he he did pay the ultimate price for it but i don't yeah. think you'd regret it like no, i really don't no. he was that guy and um, he I was take one of the best of the best that quick because yeah. he put all his energy everything into it. Into it yeah. yeah. Um, and I, th- I think you know, for me on this journey, I'd take a lot from from that experience yeah. of watching him progress so quickly and be prepared to risk so much for it. And I guess if I tie that back into what I do today, it's like, how far am I prepared to go and what am I prepared to risk for it? And that's a really confronting question when you think about some of the challenges that you do face in the realms that we work in outside of fashion. Yeah. Um, the people we work with and the people that that impacts um, yeah. and, the, and the challenges that that, that creates um, is well you're creating scary. a massive impact on the industry do you know and what's you know of what you're doing so there's going to be challenges along that journey because you're pushing the boundaries of some of the biggest denim brands in the world mm. that's our goal you know that's um, I guess one of the big wins for us would be that just to see industry change and for us to be able to do that it is you got to prove that it can be done a better way yeah. and and it can also be profitable and so we don't take our eyes off the fact that we need this to be very profitable to prove that this is worth yes changing your business model to pre- produce in this way and and if we all did that we wouldn't need charity and i believe that the fashion industry has the ability to be able to solve some of the greatest issues we face today yeah. i mean just one the environmental issues that we're facing um fashion has a very big stake in that and we can we can make big change just through fashion but then on a social level and you know poverty um Mm. we can attack poverty they are the people that we use to produce our clothes all the way around the world and so if we go my brand must change the lives of the people that creates it it must be as beneficial for them as it is for the end consumer and for us as a brand and if we have that mentality yeah everything will change and i know that I mean, every brand, I have not met a brand owner yet that isn't someone who wants to see that happen. Oh, 100%. So I'm really excited yeah, that, yeah. that the future is really bright for fashion. 100%. I mean, as we were talking before, like we do charities, you know, my, my cousin has cystic fibrosis yeah, and raising money for that. And, you know, we, he, yeah, yeah, he was telling me um, last year because he has to go into hospital quite a bit and for two weeks at a time. And he's like, the gym is shit. And I'm like, all right, well, <laughs> instead of giving this money to the charity, like to it, I mean, we always help them. We're like... We raised $6,000 at one of the event. We went and bought gym equipment because he's in there and he's yeah. training. I mean, obviously what you're doing is making that big change, but even just learning from those steps we're taking and wanting to give back and we didn't promote it. It wasn't about that. It yeah. was more about, you know, we put, you know, we put gym equipment in a gym. Now kids can actually train because they need their heart rate to be up for their lung function and to get the mucus Man. off their lungs. And it's so good. You walk into, you know, a really big hospital and they have a couple of weights and an old running machine. I'm like, hang on a minute. What the? 
Yeah. Shouldn't they have like the best of the best because fitness is the biggest thing for their health? And yeah. So it's like giving back and it just gives you that sense. And if we can keep, everyone keeps doing that and making those big changes, especially what you're doing. I mean, I've learned so much just from hanging with you for an hour <laughs> and what we're trying to learn as a brand on those yeah. steps to making those changes. It's, yeah, man, you're, uh, it's well, inspiring. Well, mate, if, if we all just do those, those bits, you know, we're doing our small bit and yeah. you're doing yours as well. And, and if we all, you know, get in there together and, and yeah. do that, you know, we can make a big challenge change and, you know, things like what you've just mentioned you know there are so many needs around us and we all have a resource somewhere that we could use to be able to meet that need or part of that need and and really that's all that's what charity is and you know we form charities because we need some sort of distribution for that but um you know we we are faced with that every single day that you're helping your cousin and then and then all these other people as a result of being exposed to it by your cousin you know so yeah yeah and we created a platform where it was a beats and eats event you know we had 450 people at one of them wow. and a lot of kids with cf there wow which was awesome to give them a night and you know just create something which raised money yeah for an event and then where does that money go which i'm always where does the money go to a charity? So I'm like, we got to spend this on something physical so we know it's going. So people yeah. that donated know that the money's been bought for something because I think that's, that's right. a big thing. But like you said, if everyone bands together and makes those small changes, and it's hard, get, oh. you know, trying to run an event for a charity or trying to you yeah. know, run off that and, and work that and build your purpose, it, it's a lot more work than just selling something and saying, buy my product. But I think it gives you that self-satisfaction that you're being able to work on a purpose and help somebody bigger and yeah you know when you want to inspire people to be better and you know greater and you know for you do for wanting to inspire people to chase the vibe it's to get out and do things yeah you know it's it's for something greater than just making something for the sake of it i think that's what i love about your brand and what you've spoken to me about already this morning is that you know it is it is uh, it's about something way greater than producing a great t-shirt or cool hat you know it, it's um a lifestyle and bringing people into that and encouraging them on that journey and you know i, yeah, I see you guys do that really well and so i think you know we we don't need to get stuck on it's our give back or our charity or no. that part that is probably part of it but it's it's Just this greater thing you know like yeah. of of encouraging people in their life and that journey that they're on and what it is that they want to achieve and and you know 100 does that you know yeah and I, and I look at when i mean we grow up both you know trying to make it as athletes and yeah. when you stop that do you know you've got to keep doing stuff yeah and i think like you know i went mountain biking this morning and you i'm at like my happiest when i'm doing something you know you're out with your friends you're riding with your family you you know you're training i mean I got yeah. to do a half marathon this year and actually you feel good you yeah know? like it, it just keeps you stronger and stronger because you get that strong mind and you inspire people to want to do more do you know yeah. with the, you yeah. know so if they're doing something you know you want to be the brand of choice that they get to i want to wear that to go and do that but it's making sure. you go and do something instead of just sitting at home and then it inspires me to go well i want to go out and do th- more things and inspire people whether it's a you know i'm going down the triathlon and half marathons and i want to do different events just because i've you know coming from a background of you know action sports or racing motocross yeah you got that edge you want to keep going but it also you you're almost trying to inspire people to want to keep doing because it, it inspires you when you see somebody do something absolutely yeah. it's a bigger yeah. part to it yeah well i need a little more inspiration on the um I, I lay in bed this morning as my alarm went off thinking i could get up and exercise but uh i got yeah. a text message <laughs> Isaac, our producer saying, let's mountain bike. I'm like, okay. <laughs> as long as my wife didn't mind that she could help with a little one earlier yeah. this morning, I was mountain biking. Yeah, yeah, totally. But yeah, don't worry, we can go training. Yeah. <laughs> we can do a session. I you got the hotels to, to start. training because it takes time. It does, yeah. Well, actually, I think that's one of the advantages of traveling is that you've got a hotel gym often and yeah. um, and you are bored and on your own and a lot of the time. So it's you do go and exercise. But I find yeah. when I come home, it's like, well, 
could lie in bed a bit longer and wait for my my little girls to wake up and run into bed and cuddle yeah, yeah. And, you know like it's it's but i'm it's not gonna get up to... an hour earlier yet yeah yeah totally the jet lag helps for the first week because you're up at like three in the morning yeah, so yeah. you're home by five and no one's awake yet yeah, so yeah. it's okay yeah. but... or you're on your emails working and you're like hang on i need to go exercise yeah quick i gotta go yeah <laughs> that's no, it's, cool it's good and i mean um you know being you know something that i like to ask is what sort of advice could you give to any you know entrepreneur trying to take it to that next level what what advice could you give to somebody and you got to know your why you got to yeah. know why you do it um that's what's going to drag you through the challenges in life you know and if if you're doing it for out of a motivation which is is weak um it you probably won't make it um i, I think um because of the experience i had when i saw that little girl for sale and it hit me so deeply i still picture her and today i mean i've told this story thousands of times yeah and i still feel emotion when i tell it if i if i picture her you know and i can i can picture her standing scared on a street and now because i have little girls my why is really really deeply ingrained in me that no matter how challenging this gets i'm going to win yeah i'm i'm going to have this impact you know i'll do everything that's within me to to make sure that i get there and just like you know tyron we just spoke about i saw that in him as an 18 year old kid yeah. you know that i will succeed i can I, I'm, you know no matter what yeah no matter what you know yeah, no matter um, how hard it gets yeah and so knowing your why will mean that you're prepared to grind it out yeah um and without that you just won't grind it out because it's way too hard yeah, yeah, I love that, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's you're totally right, though. You're totally right. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming. I appreciate oh, it. Uh, really honored to be able to to chat. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. time. Thanks, man.